Welcome to the Genius Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McBride, and in today's conversation, I'm delighted to bring you one of my old mentors, a really good friend, and he was actually one of the very first people that I trained in any healing modalities with. His name is Errol Campbell. Now, Errol is an international teacher of self-development and spiritual courses. He was actually the first Theta Healing instructor in the UK to be awarded the prestigious Theta Healing Master Certification and also the Theta Healing Certificate of Science. He also founded the very first leading Theta Healing school in London, UK in 2009. Since then, he has created multiple self-development businesses across the globe, leading his own courses, workshops, retreats, in various countries such as Canada, UK, Ibiza, Cyprus, Turkey, the Middle East, Thailand and even Bali, which I went to one of his retreats there. And that's just to name a few. He's got an extensive background in counselling, coaching, NLP, hypnotherapy, somatic and trauma-informed therapies and over 30 plus modalities learned in that time. But he's practised and refined over a 20-year period it's probably over 20 years now Errol's wealth of experience and dedication to mastering his craft is what makes him a sought-after leader in his field now for me all of them qualifications and all of his experiences what makes him one of the best people out there to hold space to be present with but more than that it's who he is at his core it's the journey that he's been on the personal journey that what makes him special to me. Now with Errol as your guide, your mentor, your instructor, you will be in very good hands. Today we talk about the field and the impact that that has upon our life. So let's get to it. Hi Errol. Sarah, hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, McBride then. <laughs> McBride. McBride. <laughs> so it's absolutely amazing to have you on. And I know you probably ignored loads of my messages when I was asking you initially because <laughs> you're off grid. But you've had a massive, massive impact and influence over my journey. And some of my accreditations were through you and you know, the source awakening that I really become known for with the, the heart work. And yeah, I want to honor that before we get into it, because, you know, we've we've been through a journey together from the accreditations, from the you coming to Capucha and putting that on the map and we go to Bali with you and the experience in Bali. And... Yeah, I feel like just to have you on and, and, and to speak, you're one of the most intuitive people I've ever met in my life and one of the most gifted, talented, and I want to get that out there first before we get into it because this is an honour and anyone listening to this is in for a treat. Well, um, um, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Um, for your very, very generous um, words, Sarah. Um, it's it's an honor, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on, on your podcast, uh, sincerely, uh, as is um, 
it's a blessing to have you uh, in my life and for me to be in yours. And um, we, we sure have been on a journey and, um, and, and it still continues <laughs> As uh, always. with all the, with all the gifts uh, that, that, that it comes with uh, amazing gifts. And uh, yeah, just for your very, very kind words. Uh, thank you. And uh, you you've, you've been as much a blessing in my life um, on so many levels as well. And, and give me an opportunity to um, be in Capucha and, and share teachings. And and I think something that people don't understand is that they always see people as sort of teachers or trainers or, you know, a, a gurus or whatever it is. But I don't think people understand that in the moment of teaching, when I have a class or when I'm running a retreat, people don't realize that I become a student. Mm. I'm learning. I'm learning every moment from every interaction, every moment that I'm channeling or um, being asked to give guidance. I'm learning in that moment. So it's really is truly a gift. It's a, it's an honor to be to be in a position to help to to guide um, as a teacher, you know, unbeknowning to people. Mm. I'm also a student in that moment and learning every single moment, every yeah. single interaction, every client, every student, every every time I'm, I'm, I sit with someone and go through some deep work, I'm learning, I'm growing. And I don't think people really understand the, the, the gravity of that, the weight of that. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's life-changing for me also um, because a, a lot of the, a lot of the work, um, a lot of the information or wisdom or whatever you want to call it, it, it flows through. It flows through me well, it uh, does. rather than rather than it coming from some sort of folder or file in my head or some sort of experience, something I read yeah. somewhere, it just starts flowing through. And it's just a surprise. It's as a surprise for me as it is for the person <laughs> I'm working with. Yeah. Uh, so I, so I just want to thank you for, being uh, one of the gift givers in my in my life, Sarah. Thank you, thank you for that honour as well. Um, mm. Something I was going to say is it does with you with the flowing through, but you also have like immense experience, immense experience. So you know, before we get in, because today we're going to be talking about you know the field, how we're consistently creating, how we can create something different, and you know, given some practical tools as well. But can you, for the purpose of everyone listening, give an overview of your experience and what led you to be this conduit, this channel, to be so intuitive? Well, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did it start? Um I remember doing Reiki. I remember somebody giving me Reiki on a beach in Thailand. Um, it was a it was a life changing experience, and um, I came back. I was I was actually on a beach. Um, it was a German lady that gave me this Reiki. I'd never heard of it, and um, I rushed back to London and I met an amazing lady, Jane Jane Rayworth. I think her name was. She's passed away now. Bless her. Awesome master at what she did. Um, she was a Reiki master and I learned from her. I learned Reiki. Um, a year later, I, I did the second level and it sort of went on from there. I went into 
body work, uh, Balinese massage, Thai massage, Indian head massage, Tibetan acupressure head massage. Um, my intuitive gifts started around about the time I was sort of dabbling in something called DNA activation or searching online all over the place for this 12 strand DNA activation. And suddenly uh, I found that it was linked to something called theta healing. And um, before I knew it, I was uh, attending a, a theta healing course. I think it was in South London and then in Bristol. I did the advanced course where I met a lovely lady, um, a mentor of mine, uh, which uh, we both know is a dear friend of ours, Liz Vincent. Mm. Uh, I met I met her on the advanced state of healing that I did. And um, during that time, I was also attending a, as, as much as I was attending one-off courses, you know, two, three-day events here and there, I also participated in a diploma course run by the Holistic Healing College in London uh, by a, an amazing gentleman, uh, another mentor of mine, Blue Marsden, um, who um, also teaches the Soul Path. It was called Soul Contract, I think, back then. Soul Plan. Soul Plan. What, soul I'm, plan. what I'm training in next weekend. That's right, yeah. Um, he is amazing. Another, another amazing soul. And I was really being blessed with amazing mentors, really. Mm. Um, and I did, um, I think it was over just over two years. I did a spiritual counseling diploma, spiritual life coaching certificate. And I did my hypnotherapy, uh, certification with him as well. And that was a real strong sort of foundation basis. Um, that was like the, I guess, like a foundation, like a core um, and everything started building on top of that. I started doing more and more spiritual courses, spiritual release therapy, uh, dabbling in, in crystals and all sorts of other things, sound healing. And I think things really took off when I flew over to Idaho and did my Theta Healing teaching certification with another amazing, and again, uh, very blessed, another amazing teacher and mentor of mine, Viana Steibel, who's the founder of Theta Healing. And for me, that's where it all really kicked off. Uh, I came back to London, I became a teacher of Theta Healing, and I established the first leading Theta Healing school in the UK. Um, and within about a year and a half, I think, I did about, I think I taught over a thousand students or certifications were handed out within that first year and a half um so it just started flowing and i really uh, as much as everything was important you know the diploma course the reiki and all, all sorts of things i think it really was the theta healing that fine-tuned the the intuitive part of what i do because um it just came on really really strong really quick sharp quick deep um uh, also the the ability to change beliefs um, and change states, feelings, things like that. As much as I was doing it with hypnotherapy and as much as with my NLP master uh, certification that I've done twice, they're, they're all important tools. I just found Theta Healing was so quick uh, in regards to changing beliefs mm. and uh, rearranging thought patterns and, and many other things. Theta Healing isn't just limited to belief changing it, it goes into spirit release you know all sorts of other things um which is something i 
I pursued a little bit more when I, um, with this Vincent again, um, I learned uh, through hypnotherapy, spiritual hypnotherapy. I think she actually, she certified me in spiritual hypnotherapy, uh, spirit release, the uh, soul fragment, um, and a few other things. I think it was past life as well. Um, so yeah, then there's, there's probably another 30 odd courses that I, uh, that I've that I've taken, and uh, probably yeah, you probably need another podcast yeah. to go over. Yeah, I was, was going to say it, it is immense your accreditations, yeah. your qualifications. But I, I also want to point out though, Errol. I mean, I know loads of people that teach theta, trained in theta, and you know all the other things that you're mentioning as well. But they still haven't got the ability to be a conduit in the way that you have. So, yeah, that's been your journey, but I want to give recognition to you as well in that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, when, when I was teaching Theta Healing, I, I, you know, I, I really honestly, hand on my heart, uh, it was quite humbling to be, to be in the course and, you know, I'm giving sort of the list of the people that have turned up and I've been told this man is flown in from Belgium. This person's flown in from India. This lady has flown in from America. And I'm just, I was very humbled. Uh, and it actually took me aback that people had like packed a suitcase and got on a plane and like journeyed over and stay in a hotel. Just, I mean, there are other people teaching this around the world. Um, and the, it really took me aback. I was very grateful, but quite humbled. Though I remember, I was I always used to go up to the student, and just thank them uh, for for taking that journey mm. and coming over. And I used to actually think they're coming over for the theta healing, and perhaps as you as you said, perhaps they're 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 flying in, perhaps because I'm holding the space, perhaps in a different way, or I yeah. have my own uh, gifts. Uh, your um, your space holding, your presence and your space holding is impeccable. And, you know, I, I get um, acknowledged a lot for my space holding. And I know that's from you, from um, what I learned. Because, you know, we all have mentors and we all, there's something that inspires us about someone. And then we're like, okay, I need to up my game in that area. And with you, it was it was the ability to... I remember walking in a room. So I came, you were in London, you were you were and it was it was funny because I think it was 2015, possibly. Mm. And you were you were um running the source awakening uh, mm. certifications and I contacted you and said, I just seen you on Facebook. This looks amazing, it's really resonating. So we started chatting, I booked on. Unbeknownst to me that my really one of my biggest mentors at that time and someone that I'd live with and everything, Liz Vincent, was someone that you'd work with and you'd mm. worked at Harley Street together. She'd been a mentor. I yes. didn't know. Yeah. So obviously yeah. the the soul group all coming together. And I and I asked her, I said, I've booked onto this. What do you think? And she was like, phenomenal, great guy, do it. And if you remember, I was coming from Liverpool to London on the train. The train was delayed. The train just stopped on the tracks. Don't know what was going on. And I'm texting saying, I'm, I am on my way. I, I haven't got a clue what's going on. I'm late. And you were like, yeah, this always happens. You've probably manifested it with your internal resistance <laughs> to come. And mm. You're probably going to have a big shift. 
And I remember walking in the room, there was some other people in the room, and the energy in the room. I, I remember just sitting there and, and stuff started coming up within like minutes of being in the room. And then I remember saying to you at the end, like I felt like I was in some plant medicine ceremony. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, that's the consciousness that I've created, yeah. built. And that to me was the, the, the presence that you offered in that space was something that I'd never experienced without psychedelics or anything else. Mm. I have since because I've been able to cultivate mm. that space. But at that time, mm. to me, that was, it was completely alien. I hadn't seen it before. You're, you're right there. The the link with the um, the plant medicine. Um, plant medicine has been a big, big part of my life as well. Um and it's a it's a mixture of becoming the presence. I mean, presence is is such an important thing. A lot of people don't understand perhaps the the terminology. It's it's holding the space or, or allowing the space. You basically set. Um, it's like you set the tone for the room, and it it becomes so. Um, how can I put it? you basically give yourself permission to go to places you perhaps can't go when the mind is too active. Mm. When, when you're in, when people are in their head and there are stories and whatever it is, but the, the importance of presence and, and actually recently, because I, I, I couldn't, I was continuously, I, I, I learn, I, I go on courses continuously. And just recently I, I finished a, um, course in presence by uh, Eckhart Tolle um, and became a teacher of presence. Um, <laughs> not uh, like you needed to. I'm just <laughs> going to call that out, not like you needed to. <laughs> I just felt, you know, I just wanted, I, I, I always like to learn and, and see other angles. Like I actually quite, I learned quite a lot um, from, from his experience. He's, he's awesome. The presence really allows a person to not only feel safe, but to access a tone inside them, it's almost like a it's a tone that has no sound. Uh, the only way I can put it is there's a true essence, a truth within a person. And then there's a whole bunch of stories made up of feelings and thoughts and beliefs and all sorts of things on top of it. But holding the space and holding that very deep presence allows a person to gain access to that truth that's inside. Everybody knows that there's a truth inside and there's just layers of stuff that's covering it. Stories that we tell ourselves that we're inadequate, not worthy or this or that abandoned, or, you know, rejected all sorts of different stories we go through and holding the space, creating a, that, that place for presence allows a person to start tapping into that, that truth. It, it's like a, it's like a pathway that opens up uh, and and obviously what's in the way comes up, it kicks up like dust. And that's what we work on. We work on getting the person out of their own way. So what you experience coming into that room. Yeah. It's um, quite often people have said it's almost like plant medicine. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when I was teaching in Canada, um, I was 
just doing a, a normal meditation evening, an hour, an hour and a half meditation evening. And two people actually got up in the middle of the meditation. They, I shouldn't laugh. They, they went to the bathroom, they went to the bathroom and they vomited because stuff was coming up for them. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You know? That doesn't, doesn't shock at all. It's, I mean, it's not something I put on my, you know, advertising campaign. <laughs> Come to my meditation. You will yeah. bring a sick bag. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it brings stuff up. Um, is it a blessing? Is it a curse? You know, imagine going out on a date and you know, <laughs> person starting starts crying and vomiting everywhere. Yeah. Probably, probably, well, actually, probably. my 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 partner said last week. Someone asked him what it's like being with Sarah, and he said it's like having a drip of ayahuasca. Continuously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is yeah. that, isn't it? When you you're energetic, you you're holding a specific space in day to day life. It's not like you you put a hat on and like I'm gonna be healer i'm going to be a presence space holder today you just mm. are it that's the point do you know what i'd like i'd like to add in there it's a personal story or experience related to presence um and i think maybe how it's beneficial for people that are going through things and wanting to sort of shift perhaps they're aware of things that they want to shift I'm, I'm a firm believer that a a wound or a person's wound can if they work on it actually become their superpower um and i'll explain it in this way when i was growing up personally as a child my perception of my childhood was that i wasn't granted the presence that i was looking for from both my parents in different ways i didn't feel that i was getting the um, not necessarily the care, but the the attention or the sort of the interaction or connection. So it felt like the, a severe lack of presence. And obviously that stayed with me my whole life. But working on that, that wound, which is probably one of the biggest wounds of my childhood, at some point it then begins to turn into your biggest superpower. Mm. Uh, because now I can... Uh, I can access that presence and be present for someone in such a way. I mean, I, with, with client, I mean, I don't want to sort of go on and on here because like, you know, uh, you know, blowing the trumpet, uh, but it's, <laughs> I, I've, I've had, I've had clients say that they feel they can talk to me about absolutely anything more mm-hmm. so than the people in their life, family, partner, whatever, because with presence, comes being seen being heard uh being allowed you know being free to be who you are that's what presence mm. brings uh, and and not uh, not everyone has that experience with their with their family or with their friends or with or even with their partner the ability to really be seen and heard yeah. and acknowledged and you know it, it's 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 not there for a lot of people so when when people do have a a session or a call with me or they're on a course with me, there is that presence. I mean, I don't know of it. It's, it's the feedback I get from other people uh, that they mm. just feel so seen or heard that they can just access what it is that they need to, or, or just express what it is that they, they, they want to. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's, I, I guess it's been cultivated from, 
feeling my childhood uh, lacked presence. Yeah. To be honest. I understand that. And, and as you were saying that, what was coming into my mind was um, our experience in Bali. Mm. The complete presence and, and the depths, the depths. And obviously Bali's its own land as well with its own mm. vibration that's going to create and catalyze healing. But the presence that you offered on that retreat and then where it sent some of us, mainly me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, um, I mean, your presence on my courses is always a, a wonderful experience, Sarah. Um, we we go places. You're so open. Um, I think one of your your biggest powers is your vulnerability. You you are willing to go there, um, and therefore we go there. Uh, <laughs> we do with, with with bells on and whistles and everything. We we really go there, uh, but not everyone does. You know, not everyone mm. has that. And it, and it takes strength. It takes a lot of courage uh, to bear your soul and and really just be vulnerable and and go there and let go and, and let whatever needs to be released to be released, whatever needs to be embodied or realigned to be realigned. And so, yeah, we we definitely have had many experiences on in our courses and uh, uh, retreats and events that... Um, we've shared space with um and you're still here doing it <laughs> still doing it still still here and yeah i guess this is how you know this is i mean this is this is the work this is the it's, it's the gift of of helping people understand that their their thoughts their feelings their state is actually creating their life second by second minute by minute Mm. whatever we focus on and, you know, and i'm sure we've all heard this you know law of attraction the secret and all these other things um through many different teachers you know you are what you think what you feel all the, but it's true we are constantly second by second minute by minute um creating um by by default by whatever we're focusing on so if we're focusing on the negative stories that are going on in our lives and we're going to just keep creating them, maybe with different characters further down the line. Um, we're just going to keep creating the same thing over and over again. So we really have to be uh, vigilant, I, I guess, or get to a place where we begin mastering what we're thinking, like really stop ourselves. Like, what am I thinking right now? Mm. What am I, how am I, how is this interaction making me feel rather than go off the rails and go, ah, oh, this person made me feel this. And then, and then yeah. get on the phone and tell everyone or text everyone. Cause in <laughs> essence, what, what you've, what a person's done then is just spend one hour in that feeling in that yeah. state, which yeah. then cre creates a field around you, an energetic field of exactly that. And mm. your mind is just our minds. They're just going to follow it, that our mind will follow what we're thinking and feeling. And because we're, we're focusing on something, it's basically telling the mind, can you please find more of this? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and it will. It will find more of it. It will find ways for you to experience that again and again and again. And so it's, it's gone. 
And to me, that's the importance of why we should be doing the shadow work and looking mm. in deep within the unconscious, within the psyche and looking at the shadows because otherwise our shadows will lead our lives and direct our lives for us. And that's why, you know, your concepts, what you're speaking about, obviously I know to be true through experience, but then I think where people get it wrong, should we say, is like the... When they, they say, you know, positive thinking and love and light. But what they don't get is they're trying to just override stronger feelings, thoughts, emotions with a more positive one. But sometimes you'd have to go in to yeah. the stronger feeling, thought, or emotion to clear it. Otherwise, trying to override it with something else isn't going to work. It's about exploring it. Yeah. Taking away its uh, power. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, as as it is important to, you know, ascend, sort of go up and uh, connect to light, connect to positivity and positive feelings, positive thoughts, beliefs, words, affirmations, this is all really amazing. However, just as you said, if we are negating the shadow aspects, if we're negating the negative thoughts, the niggling things going on in our, our feelings and our body, then basically we're just brushing it under the carpet. And at some point that the, the stuff we brush under the carpet turns into a little lump, then it turns into a little bit, bit of a hump before we know it, we're tripping over it. And we're going to be like creating a loop of tripping over the same problems again and again and again. So as, as much as it is important to be positive and feel positive, we have to acknowledge that this stuff that's going on in the basement and and not be afraid of it it's 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 a very thin veil it it might feel and seem like the you know there's monsters in the in the basement you know there's there's feelings in there that we don't want to approach because they're linked to things that we would rather leave behind uh childhood stuff or things in the past and they get covered up however it is, it is important to unlock those doors, go into those rooms and sit with those feelings and thoughts um, to, to get your power back. Because a lot of the time in those thoughts and feelings, sort of way, huge chunks of our power, our freedom, our liberation, our ability to manifest quicker, uh, we're also throwing away uh, opportunity doors, opportunity windows that are just waiting to open, but they're closed because we are locking away our power, folded up in negative thoughts and feelings that we have about ourselves and not willing to go there. Um, but the thing is, we're more willing to complain about someone or complain about this thing or complain and spend hours texting or calling people and saying, oh yeah, this person's done this. We will spend so much time doing that and not the time that's necessary to go into the basement and go, okay, why am I, why is this thing happening? This thing is happening. Some Someone's just done this to me and it's like, oh, then we'll talk about it for hours. But but the, the reality of it is, wh what is it that was done, this and that? How did that make you feel? It made me feel like this. Where is that feeling? It's in my body. Where in your body is? Start working with it. Start tracing where it is, what the feeling is, what thoughts it brings up, and sit with that. And before long, those thoughts and feelings 
are going to link to something that's happened in the past that you perhaps buried or forgotten about. And that's where it is. That's where that, um, that break happened. Mm. And, and it's that that needs to be visited and, and readdressed, reimagined, re-envisioned to have a, a new perception of that, that event or that person that said this or the, the thing that was done to you just needs to be um shifted the perception of it needs to be shifted otherwise we keep creating the same thing and unbeknown to us the loop will keep happening stories will keep uh happening with different characters with different people different times and we may not see the link um up here you know in our lives but if you just dig a little deeper you'll see that this is linked to that. That event is linked to this event. And a quite a lot of it is all linked together. And yet we, a lot of the time people don't go there. And I think it's because of the, because of the pain that, that is associated to some of the um, challenges that people are, are going through. And yeah. we obviously, we want to, we'd much rather, like you said, we'd much rather chase the light, chase the affirmations, chase the positive thinking um the crystals rainbows and unicorns rather than go down into the basement and sit with that very uncomfortable feeling mm, because shadow work in itself people are scared of the dark it's a lot mm. of people out there that are scared of the dark and mm. scared of the feelings that are in there when actually when we navigate into that underworld that is where the gold is yeah there's a beautiful poem by Rumi, Jalal Adin Rumi. It's called The Guest House. And uh, in that poem, he describes that uh, this being human is like a guest house. Uh, all guests are welcome, uh, meaning every feeling, every thought, just welcome it. Just work and sit with it. You've got to understand it, sit with it, be friends with it rather than cast away all the all the negative and just try and be in this positive mood um while all the negative stuff is still banging on the door wanting to get in or wanting to get out uh you, you can't ignore the fact that we have uh stuff going on in the basement or stuff that we are locking into different rooms in that guest house uh, the more rooms that we go into sit in with that uncomfortable feeling and release that meet it release it understand it change it shift the perception and the perspective of whatever it is suddenly those doors are open and suddenly you have a guest house with with a lot of freedom a lot of flow doors of opportunities are opening everywhere as opposed to like hallways of locked rooms with like you know chains and padlocks on them though don't go in there mm. that's where that's where the childhood trauma is that's where all the neglect is that's where the abandonment is that's where the rejection is let's just lock everything you can't you can't look it away it's gonna manifest itself in different situations in your life it, it just will because it's vibrating within you there's a charge on it and and inside and all the negativity is shining light your power it's inside all of that just wanting to break free it's almost like it's begging you please come and visit me and let's be done with this because i really want to break free and i feel that perhaps 
every person has that within inside with inside themselves there's this desire to be free to feel liberation and it does come with setting parts of you free and yes parts of you will die that's mm. the essence of it we we go through small deaths has to happen but with each death there is an immediate rebirth immediate and with that comes doors of opportunity where you would not have known suddenly things are just opening because we're not holding ourselves back anymore it's these invisible walls that we put up um and i guess that's where my my gifts come in i guess it's, i feel very blessed to have this ability to i guess just sit with someone and the moment they start telling me what their challenge is i'll just start looking and locating exactly what the thought is what the feeling is where it's come from what it's linked to uh, and what needs to be done to move forward and it really is a it's a gift uh it's nice to turn it off every now and again you know <laughs> otherwise you're just scanning everyone non-stop um which is quite eventful but uh it, it is it is a gift to be able to do this so just with what you've said do you feel like the field that we're creating with co-creating with in any given moment the the key to stop the unconscious creating stop the manifesting of the things we don't want is presence yes yes i didn't even have to wait for you to finish that sentence sarah mm. yes absolutely i'm so glad you just said that um as much as all the work that I've done, all the courses I've done and all of that, Sarah, there is nothing, nothing compares to pure presence, absolute pure presence, because that's where all the answers lie. That's where all the solutions are. It's it's all there. Uh, we walk about in our day-to-day -day life with a field of energy around us we have thoughts feelings there's a states of consciousness that we're walking around and our field our bubble that we're walking around in is interacting with the field that's out there in the universe so we're basically molding or morphing our reality as we're walking through it because we're we're gravitating towards or pulling in things to match our vibration our vibrational tone so that our thoughts our feelings our state of being so the more present we are the more neutral we are the more able we are to manifest from a completely clean slate rather than manifesting from um states of consciousness or thoughts or feelings of neglect abandonment not unworthiness or not good enough or fear of this or fear of that because if we're harboring those uh, those states or those thoughts those feelings like i mentioned in the basement in the guest house that we are our field is resonating that and as we walk through life we're going to gravitate towards or pull towards us those exact feelings and thoughts and usually it's what we don't want these are the things that we don't want and we'll pull it in or we'll gravitate towards it 
because it's part of our mind's focus it's part of our mm-hmm. feelings resonance and we're just naturally gonna uh, put it in or find find that person find the person that's going to reject us yeah. find the job find the job or the boss that's going to not respect us yeah well as, we will natu- it will naturally go there yeah as as powerful creators and people forget that the powerful creators so they look at other people oh but you know they're lucky they're this they're that mm. you know and there was you know even people that are born into it well somewhere in your lineage there was a powerful creator and you're just reaping the benefits being yeah. of you know through their lineage so it always starts with you know someone really taking ownership and the strong mindedness the strong spirit and determination and in that in that that feeling of really being a strong kind of creator and a powerful creator There's this other kind of which it's been it's been coming into my awareness. So I thought I'm going to bring it up. There's this there's this other kind of school of thought, and for me, I I just know okay, I'm creating in any given mode. I know I can powerfully create something, but then I'm what I see is there's um, disempowered people who don't believe that they are a powerful creator. So they don't believe that whatever they want to have is available to them. You know, when we're all born in equal measure. So if we're all of God, if we're all of the universe, then whatever our wishes gets granted, whether that's a fear or whether it's a desire. But then the disempowered people who have had more traumatic experiences and then they get caught in the trauma loop. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's now this um, movement, and it's you know it's it's about being trauma informed, which is great because I know we're both trauma informed. But it's um, it's it's almost like if you create your reality on some level, then that's victim blaming. So I'd like to ask your your belief around that what you feel around that i don't believe that by the way that's that's you know i don't believe it's victim blaming but i think very interesting um uh, i can i can access so many uh stories or uh, client uh, interactions and situations that uh, can explain it's finding the right one it, it's not that when when you look at when people look at things from like I've seen over the past uh, few years especially when we're looking at things from the perspective of two sides of a coin we're always going to have either this person's to blame or this person's the persecutor uh, or this person's right or this person's wrong. When you look at things from a higher perspective, mm. um, a neutral perspective, I mean, spin the coin. Let's take the word higher out of it. Um, if you spin the coin, there is no sides now. There's just experiences happening. There's no blame on this person's done wrong or this person's uh, 
the victim of. Look at it as there's an experience that's happened. And certain ingredients were put in place to draw that experience in. For one person to act in one way into another, another person to also um, receive in in another way. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't come at it at, from a perspective of victim blaming at, at all. Um, that's how I would approach it. Because uh, as hard as it would sound, I mean, obviously this is, it would rub people up the wrong way. When you when you go into the neutral place, I'm only saying this. This is where it gets tricky. When you go into a very deep place uh, of presence, it's almost as if you go beyond dualistic thinking of uh, rights. This is again, I'm going to quote another Rumi poem here. He says, "Out beyond the idea of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field." I'll meet you there. And it's very interesting what he says there. It says, out beyond the idea of mm. right doing and wrong doing. Idea is a mental state, right? An idea comes from the mind. So it's idea that says something is wrong and something is right. And out beyond that, there is a field, I'll meet you there. So beyond this two sides of the coin, there is a field where there's just experiences happening rather rather than an event happening and a whole bunch of labels are put onto it. Yeah. That there's experience happens. And how to explain this from a mental perspective, because other people are listening and we're all using our mind here and our ears to, you know, to hear the words that are being said. But when, when you're in a state of presence, in a place of neutrality, in a place where experience is just happening without labels, without it being labeled in any way, good, bad, or anything, it's just being allowed or experienced for what it is in that moment. Mm. There is there is no victim blaming, you know. That, that, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow for someone that's... Uh, experienced uh, abuse of many different uh, layers and levels it can be a very hard pill to swallow. And yes, from this perspective, talking about it on a mental level, very. However, with the right work, um, with the right approach of presence or meditation or accessing a very deep place within, you can find neutrality. And this is how people do find neutrality yeah. even in the most harshest of incidents or events or wounds that happen yeah. in people's lives you can it it it, it can't not be there uh there, what, there are there are there are only solutions things are not fixed in a certain way can never be fixed in some yeah. way uh, water can become steam water can become ice Every, everything is uh, transmutable mm. as is a state of victimhood or a state of being a persecutor all these things are all transmutable and the way i've uh, experienced this is by going to a very deep neutral state presence um and therein lies the the solution i agree and that's a journey in itself though and and oh, I, that's yeah. why it, you know it does require someone to be a bridge 
especially if someone's really attached to the human experience. It yeah. requires someone to be a bridge because I think it can be detrimental in the moment. So I know we're talking about it and we're talking about everything retrospectively and, you know, holistically. But I think in the moment it could be detrimental to someone that's in that live feeling of something's happened to them that, you know, this is neutral. And I, and, I, and I know people who, who yeah. do that. And it's almost like, it actually, it comes across and they, they come across quite a smugness of, that this is just, you know, this is, it, let's be neutral. This is this. And they're not honouring. But as you say, for me, the bridge is the presence because being present yeah. with someone in the pain allows that to transmute for them to get to that state of neutrality. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Presence and, and again. It's, it's again, it's presence and, the, you know, a lot of empathy, a lot of yeah. understanding for what that person is going through. However, at the same time, if you stay in that state of empathy, um, yeah. I, I sort of say that, that the person will stay in that place, perhaps. Mm. Um, so a certain level of going back and forth from empathy, empathy to compassion Mm. um because from a compassionate level i guess seeing the person or feeling or experience the person like seeing the person in front of you and seeing their truth like knowing behind this conditioning behind what's going on for them mm. you can see their light you can see the essence of who they are rather than get caught up in the identity that they have suddenly or suddenly declared that they are this or they're that mm. beyond all the labels, there is a true essence of, of the person. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess as a therapist, counselor, coach, uh, whatever the label is of the person that you're know, helping someone, um, a certain amount of compassion and, and really holding the space for that person, that their true essence, their true light, rather than see the person that uh, they're working with as, you know, a victim of this or a victim of that, mm. or this has happened, or, or there's yeah. a client of mine and they've got this, because then you, because then the therapist is also holding that person yeah. in that label. Yeah, disempowering them. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to get out of that loop? Yeah. If, if, if even the coach is labeling them, if they, you know, again, yeah. deal with this, and this, like you're holding it all in place. Yeah. There has to be a balance of going back and forth into, like, okay, there's empathy. I hear the conditioning. I see it. I feel it. I'm with you on it. And at the same time, I into the true essence of who you are and let's make a bridge there and and the bridge is going to be presence we're going to go into a deep place we're going to get into a place of neutrality and it may be step by step it may be uh, a short period of time it may take longer however you work with the person at the speed that is required or is is good for them and slowly slowly chip away at the conditioning to get to the point where they suddenly realize themselves for who they actually really are. And, it, and it's not a case of then they negate the, oh, you know, I wasn't a victim. Well, you know, this, yeah, it's still acknowledging what yeah. happened, but they're seeing it from a different place. Absolutely. And their, their heart is so much freer um, mm -hmm. because of the journey that they took. Absolutely. And, and I can attest to that for someone that's been a victim of, many things and mm. my 
my view now is how would I be able to have empathy for someone else? Well, I could have empathy, but how would I be able to understand someone else's experience? Because I've been through it, I've, I've felt it, nothing shocks me. So mm. I'm able to identify with different people on different levels. It enables my work to be as expansive as it is. So I went through that experience for reasons and to alchemize my character as well. Whereas in the moment, I won't say that that wasn't bad, that wasn't tough, I wasn't a victim. But now, yeah, I'm not. 100% don't identify with that because that's disempowering in itself. So I totally agree. And yeah, presence being the bridge. Mm. Is there um, any practical tools that you feel, you know, anyone listening could put into place immediately to catalyze yes, changes. Absolutely. I mean, meditation is obviously the biggest one, although with that, you usually get the, I can't still my mind uh, and I, I the, the thoughts keep coming in and out. So meditation is, is key. At the same time, so is breath work you know with with the um, with the right breath work you can access a deep much deeper state um and it also stills the mind that there are there are many things you can do and it's there's no one size fits all there's a number of things i i can get into a very very deep state when i'm in an ice bath uh you jump in there and you feel like you're gonna die but then there's, there's this there's this peace that appears it's almost like you just met God for a few seconds or a minute. And it's just because everything's just gone still. I also get the same feeling in the sauna. Um, so just like the, the practical other other ways other than meditation, because meditation isn't everyone's cup of tea. Um, but just saying that ice baths, sauna, breath work, um, mindfulness, or like the what I like to do is to place a hand with my heart, and I dip my chin down, close my eyes, and take deep breaths. And I, I allow my my thoughts to start trickling downwards into, I imagine my, my thoughts flowing downwards into my heart space. And it's with that that eventually I'm actually in my heart space. And it's as, as if I'm breathing from my heart space. Mm. And you just allow yourself to be gently drawn in just you kind of just get drawn in to the heart space and you you go into a different zone totally different zone it's almost like being uh on holidays like you have a holiday from your mind this is essentially the the issue people need a break from their mind because it's yeah. too overactive and so yeah i would say going into the heart space is probably one of the most effective ways it's, it's part of the the processes that i teach as well um mm. a few ways there amazing well thank you errol it's been an honor and it's been a great conversation today um i'm going to put some details in the show notes for people to contact you but is if there's any particular way that you would like to say now or email or anything yeah of course um people can contact me on the email I um, I also I love I love helping people. I mean, I'm 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 very open to if someone has a an issue a challenge uh, that they feel they need some help with. 
I'm very open to spending a little bit of time with them and just uh, showing them what it is, where it is, what thought it is, what feeling is, where it's located in the body, what it's linked to, and what they need to do um, to to move forward. It's uh, for me, it's like detective work. Um, mm. it, it allows it allows my gifts to come through. I feel I feel most alive, Sarah, when I'm with someone that has a very sincere um, challenge or a very sincere wound or story that they want to get to the bottom with. This is why I love, yeah, I love our journey. I love, I love all the work that we've done together, um, courses that you've been on and retreats and all the other things, because um, your sincerity, your openness, you know, it allows my gifts to like, they flow full on um, because it's such a sincere truth, honesty and rawness to um to you sarah that um the the channeling that happens is just boom like straight on really fast it comes through and so i i really do love working with people that that really have something that they sincerely want to break through or overcome mm. really and, and they're willing to look at it or be aware of it i really do and i admire that i really admire and acknowledge their their courage uh, for for the that inward uh, journey so I'm, I'm very happy to uh to help people uh with that so I'm, I'm happy for you to put the uh put a link in people can contact me amazing um, even though you've been off grid so i'm just letting everyone know that He's been off grid for a few <laughs> years now, so this is good mm. that he's opening up um, mm. to, to these opportunities. So yeah, I'll put your calendarly, I'll put your email link in the show notes, and let's let's see where it goes. I'm even surprised that I've suddenly um, <laughs> come onto your podcast. So well, you know quickly. that I always catalyze certain things in you as well. Yeah, yeah. you are a catalyst <laughs> at the sure. right time. At the right time. Well, thank it's, you. It's, uh, absolute pleasure being on your podcast Sarah you are one of a kind and a very important person in my life I just want to say that I really uh, feel blessed to have you in my life and to be in yours and thank, thank you thank you for all the all the all the gifts that you bring um, with you thank you Ed that means a lot and the same for you thank you Thank you for tuning in to the Genius Alchemist podcast. If this episode has ignited your curiosity or inspired you in some way, then I encourage you to subscribe and share with friends. For those that want to stay in the loop and be the first to know about future episodes, special offers and free resources, make sure to check out the link in the show notes. By joining my mailing list or reaching out through that link, you'll have exclusive access to all the latest updates on ways that you can connect with me. I look forward to sharing more inspiring stories with you all in future episodes.